Looks like we're muted. Uh, I can hear you. Did OBS change your audio at all? Oh, okay. So it sounds like they can hear me. Hi, chat. It's a shame you guys. It's a shame you guys didn't get to hear Zach, uh, his beautiful intro here. So while Zach's fixing fixing his audio, hi, Lindsay, MGD. Good to see you guys back. Dark Fighters, Bradley. Right on, right on. I swear we usually don't have tech issues this like this but uh hold tight <laughs> it's not going to be an sdpn broadcast unless we have a tech issue <laughs> we'll we'll have to wait i can i can hear you the whole way through so yes yes So while Zach uh, fixes his audio, <laughs> I will do a quick recap. Uh, we were mentioning how the the Oilers showed up to play tonight, with the exception of like one or two shifts uh, every once in a while. The Oilers were just rolling. Vegas really gave them a challenge. We were prepared to have this swing the other way and be a loss stream. But you know what? The boys showed up. We'll we'll see if uh, the the stream can hear you here. Stream, give us a give us a an okay and an affirmative if you can hear Zach at any one point. There is a little bit of delay, so don't don't worry. If uh, we'll we'll monitor the situation. <laughs> uh, on a night when it was very special to a lot of people. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> looks like Andrew and Mark are also having some difficulties in the Montreal stream. Uh, on a night in Edmonton, where it was a uh, very sentimental, uh, it was hockey fights, cancer night. Uh, obviously, uh, Ben, Ben Stelter, uh, young life taken far too soon. Uh, we were happy that we're able to broadcast a win for Ben and his family who were in attendance tonight. Uh, I'm sure cancer has touched everyone uh, in some way shape or form and i'm, I'm glad that we were able to pull can you it hear off me now uh, sorry, we'll, sorry we'll see if they can hear you back here uh connor mcdavid we were in the beginning thinking that this was a relatively calm game uh, compared to 
what we were all thinking with Eichel versus McDavid. This turned out to be the Leon Dreisaitl show all the way until overtime where McDavid just absolutely capped off a beautiful game-winning goal, uh, speeding into the offensive zone and just roofing a, a backhand. You can hear me? And it I'm... looks like, yes, we can hear Zach now. Okay, I have no clue what happened. I just pushed a bunch of buttons. Do I sound good, guys? Because... <laughs> You always sound good, Zach, but no. no really, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Okay. Thank Zach's you. alive. And oh. uh, hey, like Bradley uh, put in chat, be sure to like the stream if you like it. Uh, subscribe to the channel. We are going forward. We are launching live now. Uh, Zach, did you want to introduce our sponsor today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I honestly have no clue what the issue was, but whatever we're here now it's working you know we got it done okay so yeah so our obviously want to bet you can do it at sports interaction canada sportsbook football continues basketball is back and the hockey season is well underway bet pregame live in play or on one of our many prop bets made for canadians by canadians sports interaction makes it easy to deposit play and cash out now Join now and see that all that sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right. Now that all that craziness is out of the way, you know, after such an eventful end to the game, what a, what a finish, what an overtime, what an effort let's, throughout. Let's I know talk about the craziness about in this game, let's eh? Let's touch on it. And I think... All in all, like, you know what? This is a game that I think it's very, it, it would benefit to look at chronologically because that first period was one of the best periods of the season. I think they were just, you have a team that is a top three team in the NHL and you come out and you are consistently carrying the pace. You are bringing your pace of play to Vegas. You aren't letting them slow it down. And Vegas, top to bottom. Like, we just, I, I we were all sleeping on Vegas coming into the season. We need to take a moment and address just how good they are from, you know, stone Eichel, uh, you know, with a tandem, a tandem of Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. Well, yeah, they're, I mean, they're one through six on defense. Like Zach Whitecloud, that guy out of nowhere. I think he's one of the, like, he's an elite top four defenseman. That guy's awesome. Uh, you know, Braden McNabb, Alec Martinez, Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore. They are a really, 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 really well-built team. So to see the Oilers come out you know, without Yamamoto, without Kane, and just bring it to the Vegas Golden Knights is awesome to see. This is why I can get so frustrated, you know, in nights in nights past when they don't come out with this effort. This is the team, you know, we we expect to see, and they played awesome. They were so unlucky. It was a fluke goal that went in. I can't remember who scored well, the fluke goal in the on first. The, on the first goal, oh, Keegan Colasar scored. Keegan Colasar, uh, yeah. Kolasar off of Bouchard, off of Kolasar, bounces right over Skinner into yeah. the back of the net. That's tough. It, I mean, fluke. It, complete fluke. It, it it's a complete fluke. Goes in on anyone. It's it's just pure puck luck. And the Oilers were obviously unlucky to come out of the first. Then they come in the second and they bring it right back. They're going on top of Vegas's throat. They're consistently carrying the pace of play. Now we can we can sit here and if they lost, would I have bitched about the refing a bit more? Maybe a little bit. But at the end of the day. The Oilers are, have the ability, they have the skill, they have, you know, the team to be able to overcome all of those issues that are thrown at them. And they they did. Tonight they came out, played 
one of the best games against a divisional rival who I think it's still very well possible the Oilers can, you know, finish first in the Pacific. It's not over by a long shot. I know Vegas is ahead by, I think, eight points in the standings or whatever. But, um, you know, the Oilers are always it's, a strong finisher, and this is, this is the game that cements it. We're coming up into a, a time when this team is really starting to wake up, right? We yep. saw the game against L.A. Partially, it is that L.A. trap style of mm-hmm. defense that really hamstringed the Oilers last game. Well, but for, for this game, I mean, Vegas is playing a style that's it, it's relatively fluid compared to L.A. So we were able to play that game and beat them at their own game. They, I mean, we well, have the difference the between Vegas players. and L.A. Vegas or LA with Todd McClellan. Todd McClellan, it's like in in any sport, Todd McClellan probably puts all the money on the board for that. He gets his players amped up to beat the Oilers. Todd McClellan wants to beat the Oilers. That's why they shift their style so much, right? They're, these games are circled. They're focused. You'll see the effort from them like that we don't see in many other games. And then you go to and and they know that they don't have the horses to compete with uh, with Edmonton on offense. So you have a team like Vegas, who we agree is built like just almost perfectly like from top to bottom they now do they have the elite top of the line skill that Edmonton does no no one does but out of all the teams in the NHL Vegas can you know go line for line with Edmonton they they have the thing so they're not trying to slow they have the confidence in themselves to open up the game allow to you know to bring their pace and their style of game but the Oilers are able to overcome it because the Oilers are they're that good and 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 they're it's it's Vegas is not you know, planning specifically an entire game plan for Edmonton. They they just go in, they play their game, and one of the best games in the NHL. But Edmonton is able to succeed in that, and that's something that I think is it's really positive. It's really good, and you know, it, it wasn't just the usual suspects because me and you both touched on it a little bit before the game. Uh, at least to me, this game for the first two periods. I wrote down. I, I didn't think McDavid was on. It was it was a very rare, you know, off night for Connor McDavid. At least I thought it. There was a power play where McDavid he messed up a zone entry. He flubbed a shot completely. Just he shot his stick move, but the puck just stayed in his feet. Uh, there were there was a number of plays right where you just see McDavid bobbling the puck, which almost never happens, rare. right? Yeah. yeah. So so I think McDavid went to the locker room. He he knew what was going on just like everyone else. And he came out, and you know, 30 seconds into that third period, McDavid to Hyman, and it's 3-2 Oilers. Right? We're all screaming. We're all happy. That's the team. That's the excitement. What do you think of McDavid's play tonight? Obviously, I didn't even touch Honest- on the break. I didn't even touch on the overtime goal, so I apologize. But, yeah, you keep you, you take it away. <laughs> well, the, the overtime goal is it's something we're spoiled by, right? <laughs> because we watch a team that has Connor McDavid, we regularly see those type of types of plays and honestly that uh the play in the third period where we can debate whether that should have been a penalty shot in the second period but with mcdavid's breakaway in the third it's potentially one of those times when if he had scored that it would be a highlight real goal uh on the level of the time he walked jake muzzin (laughs) on the time where he walked through four rangers (laughs) it would be one of those highlight real goals and we saw some relatively inconsistent (laughs) repping oh my god in the end (laughs) in the end we take it as a win uh mcdavid starting that point streak again dry starting the point streak again the we're hoping streak. to see the guy the goal streak as well uh mc 50 is coming guys oh, mc 50 is coming Mc80. and 
<laughs> at this rate, we're hoping to see uh, all these guys essentially keep clicking. Uh, the only people that I think had a little bit of a rough night, and it's it's been an ongoing sort of narrative, is Devon Shore and Dylan Holloway. Um, once again, their their time is just they're not out there often enough. No. Um, Derek Ryan plays on the penalty kill. Woodcroft so he gets doesn't trust time. Shore and Holloway. Like, full stop. Holloway and Shore make too many defense fakes. I think Holloway, he took that uh, hooking penalty in the in the early, late in the first, early in the second. He didn't really see the ice again. Um, I also think, you know, the fourth line in the Oilers, they get a brighter light shine on them because Vegas's fourth line with William Carrier is just so good and gets on you so hard, right? So, so you have that, you know, unbalanced where, where you just see Vegas constantly coming at you and no way in hell will ever have an Oilers fourth line in this team that can do that. Dark Fighters in the chat made a great point. He he mentioned that one of the best things about this game was the five on five goals. The Oilers were not power play merchants tonight. Fogel scores five on five. I saw a stat coming in the game. Ryan Nugent Hopkins only had three five on five points this season. He was almost a point per game everything on the power play right i think i think it was later corrected to four but okay still, four, point four. yeah <laughs> you were the he's the, one of the most important forwards on the Oilers, especially with kane out and for only of four five on five points is insane it's so tough. he gets 50 percent of his season's total in one night tonight and add on a power play assist ryan nugent hopkins played fantastic and when nugent hopkins is going you know the the offense is gonna go it's, it's gonna go much faster it's gonna go much smoother and they're gonna have a much better pace that they can play at um, another player who I thought uh, was you—you you, you make your point. You make your point. I'll say. I, I just wanted to to bring up the point uh, since we're we're on that fourth line. Um, I think MGD mentioned it uh, in chat here as well. Uh, once. Holloway might be sent down once I think Tyler Benson yep. makes it back. Yep. He uh, Benson is skating. He's playing I think his first game. He's going to go on the road no, trip. He's playing his second game um in Bakersfield right now. He's so gonna, yes, he should be going on the road he'll trip. He'll meet them in he'll meet them in Long Island. I'll we'll yeah. be pretty confident in that. I think Yamamoto is going to go on a road trip as well. I was thinking about it during the game cuz obviously uh, we can t- we can touch on the two players, but you're not taking Clem Cost, Clem Cost, and out, and you're you're not taking Yanmark out of the lineup, right? Clem so Clem is gaining himself a really popular fan base oh, in Edmonton uh, right now, Mister Clem. What a f- I've never seen a player come in and within two games is a fan favorite already. And what can I just say? I, what a play by him! This is what the Oilers were missing. This is why everyone's screaming and yelling for toughness. Clem Clem Cost, and I think it's. You know, smoked by I want to say it was Zach Whitecloud in the corner in by in Vegas yes. early in the first. Early, early. And you in the first. see him take it. He sees who did it. He goes to the bench when he's back. Yet yeah, when he gets back on the ice, does he go after Zach Whitecloud? No, he goes he's smart right, about it. right at Brett Howden, sends him to Transylvania on a hit, <laughs> and then he gets up and I I don't know who it was on Vegas, but they just start trying. And then Keegan Colasar tries to start a fight with him, and Clem Costin goes, no, no, and you know lets Colasar get the extra penalty, puts the rollers on the power the play, and I, yeah, and and that that is that is that gamesmanship that you need to win and compete in games with teams like this. So to have that on the team, you are not taking that out of the lineup. Like 
to me, and he's got puck skills too. Like you can see, he's not just yeah. he's not just a pure Zach McEwen. He he is able to create that third line had consistent stretches. I'd say over a minute, at least two of them there, that I can remember where they sustained off early in the second period. Uh, Costa McLeod and Puliyarvi had two high quality chances oh, on yeah. one shift alone. Both were by Costin, uh, both a, a little bit off target, but they're getting these chances. And I think this is great for McLeod as well. Mm-hmm. McLeod's been in this sort of position where he's being used as that third line center but his tools are constantly switching out on the wings and he's not really able to get a lot of stability i think leaving costin on that line uh Pugliarvi, after a couple of games in the top six i think it's time to bring him back into that third line uh, i think they're generating steam mcleod and and Pugliarvi worked earlier on in the year substitute costin uh, in for fogel who is now up in the top six and playing amazing. I mean, first goal of the game, but also just a very physical presence, hasn't looked out a step. What did you think about uh, Warren Fogel? Oh, Warren Fogel. He, it, it's it, all these guys that we're talking about together. It's it's they're making up for the loss of Evander Kane by committee. You got Fogel all of a sudden with the goal, goal scoring out of nowhere. You got Costin with the physicality and the gamesmanship. You got Yanmark being an actual effective bumper on that on that top line, allowing for McDavid and Hyman to get open, allowing for them to carry the play and create that offensive pressure. When they're playing with a player that, you know, where the puck just bounces off their stick and it ends up going the other way, you you really can feel it. And Yanmark, I was wrong on Yanmark. After his first game he played, I was ready to send him back to Bakersfield. And, and here we are, you know, not not three games later where I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, give him a permanent spot on, on the Oilers roster. I, I think the depth... Altogether, not just Fogel. I think all every everyone at least we've seen, you know, win or lose since Kane's gone out, they've stepped up. They've made they've made a, a good point. They made they've been making great plays, and this is all, I think all you can ask for from them, you know, going forward. Um, I see in the chat Broberg has four points in his last two games of the Condors. Yeah, we we got to get Broberg up here quick. Ryan Murray had that toe pick late in the game where he just fell in the corner, I, almost cost him. I commented during the game. I said, "Do did the Oilers defensemen always have to have at least one big like toe pick fall? It, it's happened to Kulak a couple of times. I mean, this is this is just a weird oddity, and a lot of times it happens on home ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't understand why they keep falling the, over. The equipment, they want these Oilers, this group of Oilers defensemen might get the equipment manager fired. So uh, <laughs> we we got to They got to be careful here. With That's the, why they split the practice uh, earlier on in the week. Yeah, literally. The defensemen, <laughs> the defensemen were just saying their final farewells to the equipment manager. Yeah, we got Otto Lamjo in chat. Does Zach do stand up? I'd watch his to set at the comedy club. Oh, and man, I appreciate you pumping me. Up. but one thing i did want to say quickly we got 51 people watching now but we only got 12 likes guys come on hit that like button we'd all really appreciate it nights like this are awesome to be on the broadcast you know it's awesome when you know the game ends in such an exciting way and we get I to know, come on here and talk to every all of you about it and yeah i know we have tim like from button. i know we have tim from boston in chat Thank you so much for staying up late. I know it's going to be a late night for you. Share it with your friends, guys. This is the fastest way for us to grow. If you like the podcast and uh, every podcast on the SDPN network, give us a subscription. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, pump us on Twitter, Instagram, wherever your, your friends are. Uh, we had uh, Mike Kang give us a great point. Skinner bailed Edmonton out, I think, especially oh. during that li- late part of the third. Whew, they, what? They, 
What a as godsend. soon as the third goal went in for Vegas, we we had some tough like seven eight minutes. Yeah, uh, before well, overtime happened. Let's let's discuss that last ten minutes of the game here because I I this has been a theme in Oilers games this season. You know, I saw in New Jersey they lost it in the last five minutes when the Oilers get ahead and they're only ahead by a goal. I what I I'm not sure if this is what they're trying to do. Purely speculation on my part, but. What I see is a team that ha- can play a certain way and excels at playing a certain way. Try to, you know, lock down the game, hey, shut it down, yeah. play defensively. They shift from, they're not focusing on breaking out. It's just get to the red line, soft chip in, focus on your defensive structure, kind of line up the blue line, back in, play, you know, keep everyone on the outside in your own defensive zone. And they cannot do that. I When they shift to that style of game, mid-game, they make that adjustment, it always tends to bite them in the butt. Now, when Skinner, who's been an absolute godsend this year, is in net, you don't notice it as much because he, he seems to stop everything. He's been one of the best goalies in the league through this I, season. I right? don't know, man. He didn't face 40 shots oh, tonight. I don't I don't know if the, we can call shot, this the same. The shot counter tonight was weird. Like, it, it, it was weird. It did not feel... I, I think going to overtime, I saw the Oilers had 22 shots. It did not feel like the Oilers only had 22 shots. And Vegas must have been taking a lot of garbage shots because they did not have a lot of sustained offensive oppression. I follow, I really like the Vegas Golden Knights coverage. I follow Jesse Granger. I follow Ken from Simbin Vegas on on uh, Twitter, and they they were commenting on you know the fact that Vegas was having the trouble. They, they they were having trouble setting up that sustained pressure. They weren't able to, to break start up a cycle and you know break down Edmonton's defense. So it, I I think that is a comment just to how good Edmonton played. But when Edmonton tries to shut down and you know, shift their game into that shutdown style, it, it doesn't work as well. And, and and you saw it bite them in the butt later in the third. And Skinner, I know it's the, it was t- the Vegas goals, three goals. One of those goals was on a penalty shot. He really only let in two. One of them was off Bouchard's back. A bouncer. Exactly. Yeah. Just, you cannot ask for any better play. We have been so lucky by this guy. And to, to have, a, like, coming into the season, in your wildest dreams, you couldn't have expected Skinner to play this good. He's he's played he played, what twenty NHL games before this, seventeen something like that. If he had a nine oh five, I'd be you know relatively happy. And and wow, are the Oilers lucky because of how bad the Campbell signing has gone thus far? Or not you know whatever that is what it is. But I mean honestly, we we just need Campbell to play at a very average level. I think. W- when it comes down to it, we're not giving up on the guy, but we know that Skinner has the hot hand right now. And if it's if it's just a matter of you're playing who's hot, this is very similar to what we did last year with Koski and Smith, mm-hmm. right? We play we can play them each a couple of games, but once you have determined who's playing well, you want to keep riding the guy. Um, honestly, we we have a lot to talk about, uh, but we I did want to touch about. Uh, Lindsay in the chat. Uh, Batman, uh, Lindsay says, uh, I want to make Batman mad. I would love a Canadian team to win the cup. Honestly, this year, I feel like there's probably one of the better chances. Uh, we, we have a pretty decent team in the Oilers. Uh, Vancouver, let's not talk about, but Winnipeg is leading the Central still. And we have the Eastern Conference teams. I mean, Ottawa, Ottawa, Montreal, let's leave them out. But Toronto's doing 
all right as well in a very tough division. I'm I'm hoping that uh, Canada can actually represent not only at the World Cup, which is why I have the uh, jersey up here um, starting on Wednesday, <laughs> but I'm hoping that we can represent in the NHL playoffs this year as well. Yeah, it's funny. In the chat, Travis Honor says hockey fights Canada. Hockey fights Canada. Sure. Did you catch little, that on the broadcast? Little rough uh, first line there, but hey, <laughs> that that it's... cracked me up. But we are for Canada. We're not about fighting Canada. Uh, the, the, I I don't know. I don't have the faith in you that the Leafs could win a playoff series. Uh, this might not endear me so much to the Alberta crowd, but um, my second favorite team is the Toronto Maple Leafs. I used to live in Toronto for a long time. We shared season tickets to the Leafs. I've been to a ton of probably more Leafs games than I've been to Oilers games. Uh, so I'm always cheering for the Leafs. But you know, after Honestly. after yeah, no, I I have about zero faith in them. And I, my, the only shot is the Oilers. And for the Oilers <laughs> to go far in the playoffs, a lot of things need to go right. It's very early. Let's let's well, cross that bridge when we get, when we get to it. We we didn't we didn't think that Winnipeg would have this strong of a showing. And as much as I hate the Leafs, and oh, earlier no, on, early on with the SDPN, I was like, boy, I really hope we don't have to talk about the Leafs because that's kind of what the network was before uh, the game over streams. We we are a very strong market, like all across Canada. We have to try and support Canadian teams. Will I cheer for them in the playoffs? No, but will I watch the games? Absolutely. Uh, when it comes down to it, uh, we have a lot of Canadian teams. The only Canadian team that didn't play today was Vancouver, and that's because they had to play yesterday. Mm-hmm. They were the only team. Uh, I wanted to quickly bring up, uh, what did you think about the NHL scheduling? Because we had a ton of games today and uh, subsequently a lot of broadcasts on the uh, SDPN channel. Well, I mean, the NHL schedule is just weird, like, all year, whether it's, like, the where are they playing the games because the Oilers only play Calgary three times, or, you know, this is our second broadcast of the week, right? Like, we've barely played. We came out so hot out of the gate, and now we got nothing for a while. And next week, we're all, we're on the road in, uh, in, in the New York State. So I, I'm not too big of a fan. I don't like the inconsistency there. I, I The NHL is going to do what the NHL does. They don't really care what anyone else thinks. They're... You know, uh, you guys all know how I feel about how the NHL is run and the Colin Campbell and the whole refing department, Gary Bettman and everyone else. So it is what it is. But at the end of the day, the Oilers, all I care about, the Oilers could be playing games in Timbuktu every every day, and I don't care as long as they're winning, right? So we got to win tonight, an awesome, awesome, awesome win, and I'm I'm super I'm super happy. Um, who else? Yeah, and yeah, we have a. This is this is going to be a pretty big series because we play Vegas four times this year, and if they're continuing their pace, they're going to be ahead of us in the Pacific Conference division. So right now, in the Pacific, these are four-point games. We gave them one point tonight because of the overtime win, but I think the next meeting we have on January 14th, it's it's going to be another spirited affair because, boy, like if I if I see the Oilers play LA next I think that they're going to be real chippy they're going to be ultra physical and I think the same is going to be happening here in Vegas especially if Yanmark sticks around Kostin sticks around maybe we end up bringing Niemalainen as well for that game uh we Robert will get in Robert will definitely be up here but if we do like an 11 and 7 we might see Niemalainen as well Mm -hmm. um 
barring any injuries, of course. Uh, let's hope we don't have anything like that. But for that to happen, we might have to do 11-7. and seven. I wouldn't be opposed to having the Oilers be a little bit more physical. Um, tonight, I think all of the penalties weren't stemming from the physicality. I think the Oilers were just a little bit undisciplined with their sticks. I, I could run, um, you, through, you, think I could run you through every every single penalty. Okay, first penalty, uh, oh my god, I can't remember who it was on, it, but it, it was a hooking call on the Oilers early. I think it was uh, Holloway for the first one. Uh, I think Holloway was Holloway was the first or the second. I knew one was Holloway and the other one was, I think, a defenseman. Does, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. First call was legit. Oh, it was Ryan Newton Hopkins. Ryan Newton Hopkins. Yeah, yeah it was, Holloway was uh, the first. Holloway Holloway Nuge. Holloway, Nuge, and Bouchard, I think. In the yeah, Bouchard the over top with the high stick on top of the head. So, okay, first two. The Just Nuge one, ticky, yeah, Nuge one, ticky tack, I think, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you're going to put yourself in that position, um, they're going to call it whatever. Now, you look at Vegas putting themselves in that position, didn't really call it that much. So, we can sit here and bitch about that. But again, Oilers won, so not going to do that. Then the penalty shot, I thought that was fair. Ryan Murray completely broke up what could have been a clean breakaway. Stu made the save. If he didn't interfere, probably doesn't It's not a goal, so it doesn't matter. I think what they called on Edmonton doesn't really bother me tonight at all. I think those are penalties you can eliminate in the future because it's all about moving your feet, keeping your play, playing just... defensively. Those are lazy calls yeah. whatsoever. I think where the frustration comes, it's not even from a penalty. It's from a play in the game where in the third period, the Oilers shoot the puck down the ice. Shea Theodore standing at his own blue line. He's He could literally just stick his casually. stick down. He could, it like yep. goes right through his legs, and he just skates, lets it go right by him. And the ref calls it, or the linesman calls it icing. And everyone in the building, when Rogers Place knows their hockey, they boo at everything. They're, every fan in that building is tuned into the game. It's not like watching a game that's playing, you know, at, in Arizona, right? Every fan knows what's going on there. So everyone's booing. The players are so mad. Five seconds later, the offensive zone face-off in the back of the net. Of course that's going to happen. That was probably the most frustrating thing to me. And then I, what I think is, because the Oilers have such a dynamic power play, and they got a power play goal in, back in the third, so when the game's tied, about to go to overtime, the refs don't want to impact the game. They don't want to get all no more calls. that call. You see Petrangelo do a WWE-style suplex on Yanmark, take him down, send him off to the bench. It hurts the guy. And, and nothing's called. And again, Rogers place on their feet, whatever else. Siri, shut up. Um, um, <laughs> She's opinionated, Yeah, exactly. Too. She's just as mad as me about the calls. But uh, overall, it's a... Like, did the officiating suck? Yeah. Does it matter? No. Is it going to continue? Yeah. So we, we, we every game, especially losses, we're going to be here yelling and screaming about it. But they played fantastic. And then you go to three-on-three. Three. This was the first three-on-three three of the year, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, this is the first time we've gone to overtime. This yeah, year. and it's funny for a team that is so good in overtime, you would think they would want to get to overtime more. But in Calgary, they scored to three minutes left. That they didn't go to overtime there. In New Jersey, they blew it with, uh, they blew it with two seconds left. And um, yeah, this game was awesome. You get McDavid and Drysdale out there. If you win the faceoff, you will win the game. They're the best team in the NHL. It's not close at three on three. Watching Connor McDavid is such a treat, such a pleasure. I have the biggest smile on my face when he's on the ice. 
and he can be behind, and there could be three Vegas Golden Knights in the zone. Nurse takes it out. Drysaddle, they do like this little swing back in the neutral zone, gives it to McDavid. McDavid, yeah. McDavid cuts in from the right side, and you're like, oh, okay, I think it was the camera is Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo, whoever on Vegas' blue line. And McDavid just comes in full Alfonso Davies, 45 kilometers an hour, right past the guy, top shelf right over Aiden Hill. It was I can't awesome. roof it. Mm. Goosebumps just thinking about it. What was that? His 17th goal of the year? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, 16, was, 16, no, 16, 16, 16. Yeah. Oh, it's such a treat. We're so lucky. That's why to sit here and, you know, talk about the negatives, it, it sucks, Because but we have and to do it. Oh. We have to. We want to comment on everything in the game, but I also wanted to touch base on that. We, we give this guy a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. Oil Country gives this guy a lot of flack, but Darnell Nurse played a really Great solid point. game tonight. Best game Darnell of the year. Darnell Nurse was best game of the year, That's probably. Right. I mean, it's the contract. If he isn't signing that... million we don't give him that amount of flack but tonight he was a shutdown defenseman when he needed to be he was activated on rushes when he needed to be uh and that that overtime you stick mcdavid drysaddle and nurse because they are your leadership core and they got the job done tonight nurse activated but he was smart he wasn't frantic that's the thing when nurse plays smart and he and and just like Bouchard, we always get mad at for lack of urgency, and I think that bit him. I, I know we're talking about Nurse Bouchard in the first had a shift where he had two direct giveaways right in front of Skinner, right, and that was because of a lack of urgency and a lack of pace, right? Plus one in the third, exactly. where, uh with Cody CC bailing him out. Yeah, not his best game uh, whatsoever. But I, I'm, what I'm saying is, I think that what we get mad at Evan Bouchard for not doing is what Darnell Nurse needs to do. If he takes it a little bit slower and plays with it, like, and he thinks a little bit more about every play, and you see that tonight when he's more selective about where he's jumping in, more selective about the shots he's taking, not just driving up on the forecheck every single play, playing the blue line better, playing more physical, being smarter defensively, not losing his man in front of the net. Because when Darnell Nurse loses his man, he's been a little bit unlucky. A lot of that stuff's been going in. But... Uh, Nurse played an, an excellent game. A Nurse plays like this against an, an awesome forward core. They're going to win more often than not. This is the Nurse we lo- know. This is the Nurse we love. This is the Nurse that I bought his jersey. This is the Nurse that played 63 minutes in that game against Winnipeg in the bubble in the playoffs. Right. This is that Darnell Nurse that we love. This is the premier Darnell Nurse. He was. He did factor in with a beautiful pass to Leon Drysaddle on the second goal. Like, what vision, what a play. I thought that was just going to be a short side or hard ring around the boards or whatever. But that was, that was, might have been the best pause of his career. Um, a little bit of it, recency it, it bias, had a, but. It had a little bit of on edgeness that, yeah, the, that Leo, Leo had to. You saw the down, double clutch. Still, <laughs> but still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great pass, great vision, like you mentioned. And yeah, he was shut down when he needed to be mm-hmm. and he was active when he needed to be i think this is why we we had to pay nurse that amount of money you don't want your number one defenseman suddenly being cody cc right no. <laughs> like that's why we paid nurse and he's really had had some struggles earlier on yeah. this year but i'm i'm hoping this is the the smart darnell nurse moving forward mm-hmm. i think after that la game especially the team definitely had some discussions mm-hmm. and everyone's role is probably a lot more concrete now they're simplifying the game and when we have a simple game 
we we win. We win hockey games. Yeah. Like, the Oilers don't have to make it complicated. You have the two best players in the NHL. This is the perfect building block for so many of the important players on the Oilers this game. This is how you build wins going forward. You are pl- I think they play New Jersey next, right? Um, if they, yep. Yeah. So, New Jersey, we have less than one minute in our Zoom, so I'm just oh. letting you know. Uh, <laughs> if New Jersey, New Jersey is on a 12, 11-12 game winning streak right now, uh, the Oilers... 12, I think. They yeah, beat the Senators. The Oilers were... Seconds away from beating them last time, CC taps it in, different game, right? The, I, the Oilers, are if they show up and play like they did tonight, New Jersey could be real worried about their win streak. Um, since we only have one minute left, I'm sorry to end it so abrupt. I was not watching the time. That's my fault. Dennis, hey, where can they find your... you? At Dennis Lee YEG on Twitter. Zach, where can they find you? You can find me at ZWheel97 on Twitter. Follow us on SDPN Sports. Remember to like the video, guys. Please subscribe. Um, we'll be back. You'll be back. Avery has the game on Monday, the rematch against the Devils, November 21st. Yep, and I'll be back for us. on Saturday. Have a great rest of your night. It was, thanks for coming here, guys. Uh, we will t- see you guys later. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sports.